everyone to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Dean Primbleshire, one of your hosts. I'm back again. And I'm the liquor delivery man from America named James. I'm here to give liquor to people in Britain. Yes, makes, party. makes very much sense, yes. And also the party next door. But just this one. You're the only one from... Oh, I have a busy night. Can you please offload this? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll load the truck or whatever this is. And Your 1940 you do, truck. Yeah, you tell them what this show is about. Yeah, this show... Here's, here's what this show is. Um, in between my liquor runs that are legal. Legal liquor runs. Uh, I'm on a podcast where we are discussing the MCU... Oops. In historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time or until my shift is over. It's one of those two things. Uh, hey, James, uh, that guy hey. that was just in here, uh, he dropped one of those boxes of liquor on his foot. Uh, so I called him a 1940s ambulance. Oh, uh, no. So uh, we'll just, we'll just, I guess, like maybe close this place down for him. But maybe we could just record okay. a podcast in here while we're waiting. Hey, everyone, it's Colin Parker. Uh, your other, He's other like, host. no, you're a 1940s ambulance. <laughs> Call me one. 1940 ambulance, am I right? Uh, yeah, got him. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Slam that guy. Uh, well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Agent Carter, Season 2, Episode 4. Uh, we're skipping ahead to minute 28 and 27 seconds, and we are going to end at 31 minutes and 5 seconds. And here is what happens. Hampstead, England, 1940. We see a young man looking not so stoked. The silence is broken by Peggy lifting a glass, saying, A toast to my two favorite men meeting at last. Uh, and it's very weird because then the two people at the table are not you and me, so that's weird. Um, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's a different timeline. Yeah, they all do a little cheers, and then a man kisses her on the cheek. James, welcome to a bonus round of... Who's Freddy? <gasps> Yay! That's right. This one is real short. Who is the gentleman that kisses Peggy Carter on the cheek? It's none other than her new fiance, Fred Wells. Uh, okay, I guess it wasn't really a game because I just kind of gave you the answer. Right. But it was kind of yeah. fun to just like immediately after leaving 1930, uh, well, sorry, 1931, rather, sorry, uh, we immediately found a new Fred. So that was kind of fun. It's Wilford Malick. Look out. No. No. Uh, He's nine and, years older now. <sighs> it's It's not good. Okay. Uh, he's undercover. Uh, so now back to our regularly scheduled program, though. As yeah. Fred kisses her on the cheek, Michael Carter says, Come on, Peg. Oh, sorry, Peggy. Slug it back. You wouldn't beat your older brother this time. I've been practicing. Peggy gives him a look like, Dude, come on. But she says, Michael, not here. Fred then goes, You can do that. Peggy worriedly says, Not recently. <clears throat> Fred then asks a dumbass question, which is, uh, so, Michael, tell me, how goes it on the front? And he's like, well, there are lots of Nazis there, and they tend to shoot at you a great deal. Which, what a great line. Yeah. Peggy stares daggers, and then he goes, apart from that, the scenery is splendid. And he gives a very forced smile. Uh, Do let me know if there's anything you need that you feel the home office isn't providing. I have a direct line to command. Command? Whatever. But I don't know how he says mm. it. I don't remember. Uh, consider me your personal concierge. You know, it gets a little be familiar. Yeah. Our guest. Be our guest. Put your body to the test. Go uh, back to the front and call me if you get... <laughs> yep. Ooh, yeah, you make it back to the nest. 
Uh, boing, you're boing. a bird. You have feathers. I'm not sure. <laughs> you're on. a bird. You're a plane. No, that wait, that's DC Comics. Uh, okay, so he says, "Oh, that's very kind of you, Fred." There's an awkward pause, and then, um, "Did we tell you I got recruited to be a spy?" It's like we turned them down, of course. And a pained confirmation escapes Peggy. Michael looks perplexed. Did we? Fred, ever the feminist, says. Can you imagine risking life and limb behind enemy lines, doing God knows what there? That's not our peg. Michael scoffs into his drink, which is also crazy to say any of that line to someone who's also currently doing that. Um, Fred continues, one thing I've learned from the war, a boring life is a privilege, which also that's white privilege. Uh, A boring life in a boring town. Hey, good good reference. Michael downs his drink. He needs it. Fred offers to get them a top off. And he, you know, hops up off the table. Not off the table, sorry, from the table. He's like, uh, excuse me. Oh, you said get us a top off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, so she asks what her brother thinks about her fiancé. And he says, what does it matter what I think? You're the one marrying him. Great line. Uh, yeah. And something I fully said to my sister, Jordan, when she uh, first met her fiancé, and was given nearly the same response of, because I want you to like him. However, right. the comparison stops here because I did not follow that up with, why did you turn down the SOE job? <laughs> now she's confused, right? She's like, what? Doesn't exactly you, your sister fit. took the SOE job. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, I was, And I also did not recommend her for it. Uh, I do not have that kind of <laughs> Please, pull. God, don't take <laughs> Please. For the, like, you know, I'm <laughs> like, uh, no, that sounds bad. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, I don't have that kind of pull. Uh, so, She's like, well, it doesn't fit into what we have planned for our lives. How did you know it was SOE? And he's like, mm. because I recommended you. And it's not oh. in the text, but you know that it's like, because I recommended you, dumbass, right? Like, Dummy. <laughs> just, yeah, it's like, it's just, he's so like, come on, right? Like, get with <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe you shouldn't be a spy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You clearly can't figure things out when they're right in front of you. She's like, whoa, whoa. And he tells her that he knows her better than anyone else alive and that this isn't what she wants. Mm. And so, you know, she's incredulous now. She's like, well, what is it you think that I want? You know, she says both curious, but also slightly angrily because who is he to tell her how she feels, right? Exactly. This is a great double emotion here of all these things sort of bubbling up and the different sides of life pulling at you. Um, the same thing you've wanted since you were a little girl, a life of adventure. Uh, well, remember in 1927 oh, when she was doing the right. dragon stuff? That, that exactly. She, yeah. yeah. Uh, she says, well, I've grown up. My dreams changed. She says very unconvincingly. Uh, I was like, no, you've just let everyone else drum them out of you. Fred's a nice enough chap, but let's be honest. Is he the love of your life? He continues with his inspiring speech, and she's like, it's my engagement party, Michael. <laughs> and he reminds her, it's not the wedding. There's still time to change her mind. She gets upset and goes to leave. He grabs her arm, which, hey, you know, great move. Uh, and he says, don't worry what others think. You are meant to fight. Stop pretending to be someone that you're not. So she slugs him. So she storms off. He asks her to come back, but she does not speak to him again at the party. Mm. Mm. So that is actually all that I had. There, there was nothing really to, mm. to well, you know, look into necessarily here. Something occurred to me. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because Fred is clearly, you're supposed to be like, oh, God, this guy wants to tie her down. 
like you know take her out of the action keep her you know sequestered at home sort of like all this like anti-feminist sort of stuff right but then michael's doing the same thing he's like you should do what i say to do you should do what i told what i recommended you to do come on you do what i'm telling you don't do what he's telling you to do do what i'm telling you to do it's like okay that's i hadn't really considered that my thought was more of it it's definitely like fred is like i know what the gender norms are and of course our peggy fits within those but michael's like i know that like you are saying that you want these things because that's what society tells you that you want like and i know that you don't like because people have been pressuring you you're not gonna question it enough so i'm here to like kind of gently push you in the right direction but you're right it is a little bit of well don't do what he what he wants do what i want yeah. like you know it's, come be my best friend kind of thing right. like the, forcing yeah. a friendship kind of thing it's that thing where it's like i don't know if you've had mm, cut this part i guess but to, for context i don't know if you've reached a certain age yet where this has happened you probably have you probably have where like you have a friend that like keeps we had a friend in college that was like, I want that perfect love and I'm going to hold out for it. And then I will change myself to whatever he wants me to be as soon as I find him. Mm-hmm. And like, she watched rom-coms and all these TV shows and whatever that was like, I'm like, this is giving you lots of bad information. And so we tried to tell her, you can't mm-hmm. look for it. You can't pine for it. You can't, whatever. You just have to let it happen to you. But we're, we're Chris and I are both like, that's, that we're speaking to, to she's not listening to us mm-hmm. she has, you have, that's the sort of thing you have to find out on your own yeah I'll say I'll say this in a way mm. that person was me mm. uh, uh. I definitely had a thing of I dated someone and at first there was no request to like change who I was or anything like that mm-hmm. but I was like well you know I've I do want a family I do want to settle down all this other stuff. And at first, in a subtle way, it was sort of essentially said to me that this was my chance for that. Later mm. on, it was sort of changed to like, I'm your last chance at that, which is, yeah, we, we don't have to get fully into it. It was bad. Uh, yeah. But like, essentially, like then when it was started being like, you know, hey, these are some things that happen, like just small pet peeves, that things that don't actually affect me necessarily yeah. like if i change right. right like little tiny things so when i started doing those things didn't mind it but then like of course oh well now i have to change this now i have to change that and i have to change that and then people like alex uh friend of the show part of the network co-founder being like hey that's a lot of requests that's a big thing that's being asked like oh no i mean it's not that big a deal and it's like right that's yeah, a big thing colin like you know get it through right. your skull so yeah, and no, I, I've I've been there. I get it. What's that whole thing? Like, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Okay, it's nice to sing that to 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 the person you're confessing mm-hmm. your love to, right? Mm-hmm. But Meatloaf's friends, anything, anything. So like, you just like leave us in the dirt, like, like it, it's a weird thing because you want ideally your partner to be buds with your buds, right? And there's this romantic notion of like, you're the only one for me, and which mm-hmm. is not good. Not uh, listen, if it works for you, it works for you. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough sell. It's a sort of a lottery thing for it to all work for one person. But 
it's that outside thing where it's like, I don't mind changing. Of course I'll change for you, baby. Of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I want to be the, the person that you want me to be, which is fine and good until you're right. not the person you used to be or your friends don't recognize you and you want to, those friends to recognize you, all that stuff. Right. Or Yeah, exactly. Like when people start saying like, oh, it's not that big of a change. Uh, and then like, you're like, hey, they're telling you that this one thing is like a really toxic trait, but honestly, I'm telling you straight up, like that is such a normal thing. Like, yeah. I don't know a single person that doesn't do this sort of thing. And they're like, no, right. no, it's fine. I can change that and all this other stuff. Right. And then like, they start to know, they start to not have a personality outside of their relationship even. Mm. So like they're kind of one unit and then eventually they just stop talking to you uh, entirely and it's been three years and then you I don't know what that's about. Sorry. I, I, that's not a specific thing about any person <laughs> that I'm still a little, you know, bitter about. I got so specific. You should be writing uh, pop punk songs in 2003, dude. God. Like very specific. You know what it is actually? Okay. <laughs> I will say this. It's basically since you got a dog by a chick's dig it. Mm. You know, it's that, yeah. it's that song. Anyway. There's a, the song, the song that I'm thinking of is uh, there's a song by Ben Folds called landed. That is basically the post that relationship where he's like, hey, so I know that basically when I was in that relationship, I uh, I was gone completely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You couldn't reach me. But I'm back, baby. Single. So we still good or like... I had to have that conversation with some friends after that first relationship I was talking yeah. about, actually. Yeah. Where I was like, yeah. sorry, I've been like basically off the planet like... Between how busy I was with like my normal stuff and then how much they were kind of demanding essentially of me. Yeah. Everything else basically that wasn't involved in those two things kind of went out the window. Sorry. Absolutely. So, so anyway, that's that's what occurs to that's me. That's gonna be heavily uh, edited. Cut cut that as you as you will. Uh I have a couple of Avengers ensembles to do. Yes, please do. Avengers Ensemble. We are seeing uh, Michael Carter for the first time since 1927. Um, uh, he's Captain Michael Carter, Carter now. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, Captain pl- Carter? Captain Carter. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> he, he's played by a guy named Max Brown. Um, he is in current. He is currently in pre-production for a movie called The Wizard Hunter: colon, The Hunt for Evangelion Crowley. Huh. So, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it does sound like a fully realized world, <laughs> uh, for sure. <laughs> or at least he, the one name. Um, and he was on <laughs> uh, 19 episodes of the 2013 version of the Beauty and the Beast television show, um, which I didn't know existed, but I bet it's a BBC thing. Um, I'm sure it is because I've never heard of that either. Because the only be- the only Beauty and the Beast uh, show that I've heard of in America is the Linda Hamilton early '90s one, which it'd be wild if he was on. I suppose he could have been a kid, uh, and he was on one episode of Sleepy Hollow uh, because British. Uh, right. And then Fred Wells is played by Kevin Changaris or Changaris or Sean Garris or Sean Garris. Give me he- one take, one more take of like what's um, one random way to say it? Shern Gershursh. Sure, good. Yeah, yeah. Just cover our bases, um, you know. Which is German for pretty Gershersh. 
Um, <laughs> and <laughs> which is Spanish for the Nino. Um, <laughs> uh, he was on one episode of Bones. I have a comma after that, so I re-looked up his IMDb to see if I had just, you know, walked away after taking that note and not mm-hmm. come back. No, that that's pretty much it. He's been in some other stuff. He was on an episode of Scandal and stuff, but you know, it's sort of his first comic book stuff. I count Bones as basically comic books because, uh, yeah, no bones about yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, so or some like one. I like guess one some bone. bones about it. Yeah. A single bone, a single bone. So do I have to uh, censor that? that <laughs> I'm I'm not sure. Maybe part of it. So you, uh, I think that's it. That's it for Avengers Ensemble. So let me take us to some social media. Please do. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, before we head out of here, I want to talk to you guys about the Patreon. Uh, it sounds like I was going to say the patriarchy, but I said the Patreon instead. Fooled you. Patreon.com slash The Scavengers Network is where you can find uh, our Patreon webpage, which has so much bonus content for a minimum of $2 a month. You can get access to all sorts of bonus content, such as the Timeline Scavengers Annual Number 1, colon, 1931, subsequent Timeline Scavengers Annuals, half of a Newsies-based Kids on Bikes roleplay, a forthcoming take off your pants and jacket retrospective for the 20th anniversary that happened last, last year, year that I haven't finished editing. <laughs> uh, the one year anniversary of the 20th anniversary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the videos episodes that Tracy and I've recorded that I haven't edited yet. All sorts of stuff that you can hope to see in the future. In addition to all the stuff that's already there, like videos from Mason, uh, Jordan mm-hmm. and, and Ty, I think, play a, a game that they made up on the spot. Is that, mm-hmm. am I recalling yeah. the characters correctly? It's, uh, 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 God, they they did like a, a game that they made up called Gastro something. I forgot yeah. what the end of it is. And right. they they called me like on like a Tuesday afternoon, like on the phone. And we're like, hey, I think it was like Apple or Pear or something like that. And they, they named like a type of Apple or Pear or something like that out loud. And I went, uh... I guess it's an apple and they're like, all right, thanks. And then I hung up uh, and that, that was it. That was, that's all I got. I didn't get to find out if I was right or not until the episode came out. I was like, I, I don't know what that was about. Were you right? I don't remember. Honestly, oh. I, I think hey, listener, I was, I'm pretty listener, sure I was. If you want to check it out, see if Colin was right. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. That's the only way you can find out. That's the only I actually way. do know if I was right I'll or wrong, but tell. I'm not going to tell. Yeah, exactly. Twas my pie gone missing. All right. <laughs> Ancient scavenger's secret, huh? Mm. Um, so that's going to do it for us for today. Colin, I'd Thanks. like you to thank you for attending this party with me to oh. celebrate the engagement of uh, the 1940s with our show. Um, here, here. Yeah. Here's a cheers to... Where'd they go? Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, that's weird. Oh, oh, weird. Well, we can cheers to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with cheersing to yourselves. What is that? <laughs> It is uh, lotion. Um, I was like, that's certainly not a drink. I was like, I don't know what's happening. It's drink, drink it. So that's going to do it for us for today. <laughs> Almost immediately spit my water everywhere. <laughs> and that's called timing, baby. That's going to do it for us for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we have more in the year in the life of Peggy Carter coming up very soon. Uh this was the Empire Strikes Back of that, uh, but uh, we'll be back for one more installment of 1940 in Peggy Carter's life soon. Uh, but until then, 
I am James Anderson. And I'm Colin Parker. Uh, for we're a jolly good fellows. For we're a jolly good fellows. For we're a jolly good fellows, Colin. Excelsior. was a little more spooky. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Tall tales. If you ever want to find out if a psychic is real or not, commit a crime (laughs) and then go to them and ask about the crime. Cryptid technology. That's why we can't find Bigfoot, because they don't have trackers. They don't have these apps that are like, here I am, going to the ice cream store later. Scary stories. (laughs) You know what you're going to do? What? Crap your pants. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Numbers in general. I just hear or see numbers and my brain shuts off. You can find brand new episodes of Spooky Spouses every week, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Excuse me, part of the Scavengers Network. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.